0: Yeah, we are on Kufpeh Avav. This is Ein Yaakov. We're on Kufpeh Avav is the page. And we just finished talking about how Yehuda got redeemed. Remember that? I promised you some extra material there because we didn't get to talk about everything we wanted to talk about. Let me just get my uh, my notes open and put them to the right spot. We're all over the place tonight, just totally disorganized. Okay, we talked about Yehuda. We said, we read yesterday that Yehuda's bones were shaking around in his aren and that Moshe had like a three or four step process to get them to stop. First he said, Zeis Yehuda, and this stopped the bones from shaking around. Shmasham Yehuda. Shem Yehuda. Then the, uh, that, that was what made the bones go back in their sockets, but he still couldn't go up to the Masif to the Dirkia. He still couldn't go to the base Mejr Shalmaila to learn Terah. Then Mesha said, Vallame to Vienu, and he was in the base Mejr Shalmaila, but he wasn't able to resi- he wasn't able to do, do the back- no, not Paskinet. He wasn't able to do the back and forth. The Vitaria. He wasn't able to argue with everybody. Then he was able to argue with everybody, but wasn't able to paskin. And then Meshe said the final thing, that allowed him to paskin, which means that there were three stages up here in ascending order of him getting fully redeemed. There was that once his bones were back in order, there was he needed to get into the base medrash to learn. He needed his bo- he, needed, uh, he needed. to be able to have a back and forth conversation with the other tamidah chachamim, and he needed to paskin halacha liba de hilchosa. Okay, there is a mimer here that I have that I brought last night that I didn't get to talk to you about. It's a mimer of Shana from Tavshin Yud Aleph. I want to say B'darach Efsher, that the Rebbe here, and I'm saying B'darach Efsher because the Rebbe doesn't make the connection, but it lines up so nicely that I can't resist mentioning it to you. So this is one of those few occasions Hirsch can keep count. He's keep count, Hirsh has kept count of the, what, three times in history of this year that I've made a chidosh. We're doing a chidosh. This is the third one ever, I think. So three times the chazaka, now we're full of chidoshim. Here's the deal. In this mimer, the Rebbe says that there are three ways a person can learn Torah. There's Ar yasher, there's Ar 1, and there's Ar khazer 2. That there's, there's two kinds of Archezer and one kind of Ariyashar. The Ariyashar one is that somebody learns and they like it. That's the way that he puts it. I'm going to read it to you a little bit. Uh, I learn Terah and I get it. And then there's the kind of Archezer Terah where I learn and I don't get it. It's very confusing. That's the difference between the Yerushalmi and the Bavli. That sometimes I learn Terah and I get it immediately. And sometimes it's very, very hard. Then the next paragraph that Abba says, there's two kinds of Torah that is very hard. One kind of terror is very hard, and I'll read to you what he says. is this two I found him Aleph. This is where somebody is working very hard to understand what they're learning. There's incredible Yigiyah There's incredible Yigiyah, they're working very hard to understand. how But this isn't really about understanding the topic. He's doing a Yigiyah and but it's not straight up Seychah because he's really just struggling to figure out what he's talking about. This is the back and forth of people in a base medrash. That's the first kind of Aruch where I don't Get it, but I'm. Uh, I don't know. I'm a taste, I'm trying. I'm, I'm having an argument with parrots over how to read this. Uh, this Rashba. That is one kind of erechesa. Then there's an erechesa that is above that. The highest level of Torah learning is asukish ma'itele l'ibir dehilchasa. Paskening, opening a Gemara, and opening rishenim, opening achrenim, and figuring out the halacha l'ibir dehilchasa. The Rebbe asks. That doesn't seem to be higher. If we're saying that the deeper and the more difficult something is, the higher you are, things don't line up. And the Rebbe's answer is that at that point, I don't have any seichel involved at all. I, I only am looking for the will of Hashem. I'm trying to look through Torah to find what God wants, and that is, in fact, the highest level. Then when, when, when the Rebbe lines this up in different levels, where these things fall in Seder he says that, of course, the regular learning is an Ur Yashar, and that's understanding the information. That's like the Talmud Yudashami. But this lower Eur he lines up with Tanig Murgash, Panimia is Abba, Panimia is Atik, and the food that we'll eat by Sudas Mashiach, and then he says this final level of learning, is the highest level of all that corresponds to the, Mhaba, the level where we're not going to have any food and any drink, the level this corresponds to Atik itself, to Pneumius Attic itself, not just Pneumius Abba, the way that it's in Pneumius Attic. This is the highest level of all. I want to say that if you look at Yehuda ascending, he's ascending through these three levels that the Rebbe delineates in the Mimer. First of all, he's not even able to get into the base measures. That would be the first level, which is a de Ur Yashar, which is just learning, the, just knowing what's going on and, and understanding. He wasn't able to get into the base measures to learn in the first place. Level number two, he gets there, but he's not able to have the arguments over the tesis, over the arguments over the rash, he's missing level two, which is that first kind of archezer, which corresponds to Sudasa Shal Mashiach. This actually lines up very nicely with the ben yayada who we saw yesterday, who said that in that level of Eilam Haba, that level at the Masifta Tudorakiyah, they have their bodies still. And then, he's not able to ascend to the level of Asik Hilchasa, where he actually can paskin. He's not able to do that. Why? Because that's still beyond his reach. That's the level of Eilam Haba that transcends any physicality. That's the level of beyond Sudasa Shal Mashiach. That's Primis Atik and Meshach needs to give him a special bracha to let him reach the very highest level, of being able to pass him. So this mimer is lining up the same things in Saita. Um, just to wow. just to share a little bit with you of a, of a personal Ashgachah this tonight, is I've been, I I thought about this mimer and thought, oh, I'd really like to connect this back to what we said over in Saita, so I opened up my notes that I took, I take notes whenever I learn anything, I open up my notes that I took on that mimer when I was learning it, and in my notes it says, try to connect this to Saita on this stuff. <laughs> So when I was learning the mimer, I thought about seita. Now yeah, I'm learning right. seita. I thought about the mimer. Yeah, last year when I was learning the mimer, I wrote, think about seita. and now that I'm learning seita. I thought back about the mimer. This is, the, this is one of the advantages of writing down things. You should write, uh, a friend, the, the pen is your friend. Write things down. Okay. That's from yesterday. I don't know if I left any time for any new stuff. I did. We have five minutes. Let's keep going. Okay. Excuse me. That's not what that means at all. There's a shvader. there. She would go, huh? What? I am, thank you. I must have turned the page because I got too excited. Tanya, thank you very much. (laughs) Thank God for Shashil. Tanya, when a person is about to get killed, al HaLitzlan, they've done a big Aveda, Bezdin's going to kill them. The guy, we put a uh, loincloth of some kind, we put a little something in front of him because that's where his erva is, we we, we stone people naked, people get stoned naked. We learn that from the L'Recha Kamecha, Baralamis and Yaffe, if you really love your friend, you'll choose a good death for them. So that is, we stone people naked because it feels better to be stoned naked, it doesn't hurt as much, they die faster, I don't know. So we try to take off all of the clothes. Yeah that's, that's the Gemara. very good. you remember the Gemara. So Mi the fun of the din is that we take off all of his clothes, but still his erva is showing that's humiliating or maybe it's not a sneas, whatever it is. We put something in front of his Erva just in front of him. But by a woman, we put something in front and in behind. And the Gemara says there because her entire body's Erva. Both, both directions interest people who are looking. Unfortunately, that's Erva for everybody, so we, we need to cover both. Do, okay, okay, okay. I'm not going to get into the details now. <laughs> Rava. Rava says, "Gemiri." We learned out. Rava says that we've learned it's a tradition that your yitzhahara only has only has control over something that your eyes have seen. So there's a thesis here this text at the bottom of the page in the Gemara, says that this does not apply when someone's about to get put to death. Why? He says that there's a rule that's brought in Chagiga, that Arayas, whether they're in front of you or not in front of you, you'll always think about them. If you see see a woman you're interested in and then she walks away, you'll be mehar about her for days. You can keep thinking about her. However... When so that seems to be a, a steer a, a a contradiction what we just said, that the yethara is only shailet on something that your eyes are seeing. This doesn't this it seems to be that the Gemara says elsewhere that when I see something, I'll have that yet forever. And the answer is that doesn't apply to someone who is about to die. When someone dies, you don't have that hear her about them anymore. You can see them. Once they're dead, you'll never think about them again. This is a befair tesis. The reason why I'm telling you this is because the Neta Gavril, uh Rev Gabriel Tzinner, he wrote a letter to the Rebbe where he was very strong. I, I think this was in his younger years before he, before he adapted all the bittal he has now to the Rebbe. Because maybe, maybe I don't really know him very well. Maybe he still comes off that way. I don't know his personality. But it's a strong letter. He writes to the Rebbe. The Rebbe had just published a book where his mother is, uh, depicted on the cover. The Rebbe was involved in the publishing. Rabbi Zinchana was depicted on the cover. And this, if you don't know, caused an incredible tumult. People were very upset about it. How dare you picture, put a picture of a woman on a book? Uh, you know, even to this day in the Haredi newspapers, this is a constant source of controversy. So the Nitta Gavril wrote to the Rebbe and gave him like five reasons in poskim that he thinks this is also awesome, and that the Rebbe should withdraw the book. And the Rebbe wrote back to him, do you not know the tesis at the bottom of Masech HaSeita that says that once a woman's dead, it's not an issue, and he's been signed to this tesis. So he says, this tesis from our Indian here, that ain't yet that that the Rebbe goes, is it a Tasis? And he doesn't say it's Tasis. He circles it and says something like, Tasis question mark? How could you have missed the Tasis? So the Rebbe answered the question of how he can put a picture of his mother who's not alive anymore on a book using Tasis who says that's not an issue of herohood. The Rebbe also answered every one of his questions with like circling a word and being a to a place in Shas. The gaonus uh, is not something we even need to talk about. Anasi is beyond Ga'onis, but it is a fun letter to read. The other thing I want to tell you is that, the, uh, is that there is a, where do I have this? It's an Alte but I don't know where I have it because my notes are all confused. I'm just going to tell you what it says. The Alte says that, uh, that this is one of the examples of a way that Mida Poronus is less than... Uh, Midah mida, mida Teva is greater than Mida Puranas. One of the examples of Midah Teva being greater than Midah Poronus. How does this work? We have a rule that your Yetzirah is only allowed to control you if you see something. What's the mitetev that's greater than that? You don't see God, and yet you're able to be tempted by him by your tev. That is, your tev can want to be with Hashem, even though it's never seen Hashem. Just by seeing things that remind you of Hashem. A tev looks at a mountain, and the tev says, Ah, Hashem made that mountain. I've never seen God. Nonetheless, I love him like crazy. The yetzotev isn't given that power. The yetzotev only is sheilet over things you see. So your tev is a serious advantage over your that doesn't have to see it to believe it. Because that, oh, that's a good answer. It's not. It, I don't know if that's really what the al is saying, but it's a. It's a good. It's a good point. And a point well taken. Um, I. I would love to do this mission, but we're already at nine minutes, and we won't be able to do it well. Let's do it tomorrow. We'll do the mission tomorrow. Okay, that's it for tonight. Thanks.